Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in, and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of The Iron Women. Welcome back, sisters, to the Iron Women podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We are on the heels of Our Struggle is Real, part one and part two little mini series. If you haven't listened to those, please go back and uh, listen to those. They were different than anything we had done before, but we think they were really necessary and powerful. So please go back and listen to those, share those. Um, And today we are going to be doing a episode called are you stuck? Or rather, I should be saying, are you stuck? <laughs> Question mark at the end with inflection. <laughs> uh, inflection. Yeah. Um, but before we even explain what we mean by that, um, we're going to do, you know, the drill, the connection card question, which is what is your favorite thing to do outside? And me and mm. mother are going to have the exact same answer. Okay, so let's say at the same time, one, two, three. Tanning. Tanning. (laughs) I guess mine is kind of that too, because I like to be outside by the water. Yeah. Yes. And like we have a pool in our backyard and I do, but I don't like, I'm not active in the pool. I'm tanning in the pool. Yeah. You know, I'm like laying on a float in the pool. Yeah. Lakes and, you know, like I love just like sitting by a lake, having my feet in the water and stuff. Boat. I really want a boat. Get a boat. Because oh, I, you know, really I really want to be on a boat. I know. You know, I, yeah, we're. We open. saw a pontoon for sale along the side of the road the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, don't yeah. tempt me. Don't tempt yeah. me. Yeah. I'll go in with you. That's I'll like, put in a dollar. This is my five year plan. Can we like pool all of our like church's money? Like, uh, <laughs> just like offering for, for the church boat. Yeah. <laughs> church boat. Yes. For fellowship. Yeah. 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 So necessary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, just, but we all love the sun. Yes. Well, I like the sun for that purpose. I like the sun in general. It brings warmth. Yeah. Well, there's actually, okay, there's something called seasonal depression disorder. Yeah. And in some of these like northern Mm. states and like Washington and stuff where they only get like what, 10% sun? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. you know, they yeah. actually go through this like because they're not getting enough vitamin D. Yeah. So the that's sun, what I say. Yeah. The sun really does lift your mood. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real. I will. I will feel because I work in an office and I don't have any yeah. windows. So yeah. I will go all day, eight hours, uh-huh. you know, to the morning and to the evening and yes. not see a single ray of sunshine. And then I'll mm. walk out to go to my car and I'll be like, sun. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. winter rays must suck because the sun goes down at like six. Yeah. I walk out and it's dark already. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. My That's husband so hates the days that are short yeah. like that. Yeah. And he I talks too. about it every day when he they're does. Short. I know. Why? Well, what? Why? Why? Why is yeah. daylight? Well, you know, there's a whole thing about people in the last few years have tried to like with the government try to reverse it. Florida really did like they yeah. like they got it close. on a ballot yeah. i think yeah. yeah yeah they did they got close yeah yeah yesterday um i wanted to get some sun and i kept watching the weather app watching the weather app sun going in sun going out sun going in and and my husband's like do you want to do you want to go up there for a couple hours you know just to be around the pool i'm like no, I don't want to just sit at the pool if I'm not getting a suntan. So yeah, he jokes that, you know, I consider it like a, like a part-time job having yeah. to work on my suntan. Yeah. And so. Is this um, a part of your self-care? It is part of my self-care. It is. No, it really is. It's part of my vanity care. Yes. I know it's like the complete opposite, but I feel healthier yeah. when I so have a tan. So that is, it can be, you know. I mean, aside from the skin cancer, (laughs) yeah, it's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But these are all minor things. Minor things things compared to my vanity. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are going to talk today about are you stuck and what we mean by that. We actually, over the next three episodes, today's and the next two, are going to be talking about an overarching theme of spiritual health, spiritual maturity, and, and we're going to kind of lead to certain things um, in the next you know, two, three episodes that we want you guys to really um, hang on to, listen to, and we're even going to have um, a resource that we're really going to 
going to push um, with you guys over the next couple of episodes. So stay tuned for that. But in prep for that, we wanted to talk about really this concept of spiritual stagnation, mm-hmm. or there was a lot of different terms we came up and threw at the board when we were prepping for this episode um, about being like intentional with your spirituality. Mm-hmm. So I guess let's just start off with that. What does that even mean? And why are we addressing it? Yeah. Well, okay. So I'll start with this one. There was, I don't know, I guess there was just no consistency to like my integration of my spiritual life, I guess. I kind of was um, like, I'm a deep feeler, you know, so I go with the flow with a lot of things. And that's just kind of natural. Like when I became a Christian, I was taught like, biblical disciplines and stuff, but never really how to like implement them, you know? So I really was kind of, um, uh, just didn't have like a pointed direction with all of them. Like I would, I would attempt and try to do as much as I could with all of them, but I didn't have like a direction. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have any kind of intentionality with it, I would Mm -hmm. say. And, um, and what, and you know, the Lord, was still with me in that time and still grew me spiritually and everything, you know, he's, he is faithful even when we're not. So that's hooray for that, you know? Um, and I think I, I didn't have a resource. Like I didn't have any like, um, targeted plan to like put these things to. And so it very much was just kind of like highs and lows and which is something that kind of naturally happens in Mm -hmm. your spiritual walk anyway. But when I would reach lows, I would quit doing all the spiritual disciplines. Yeah. It was either like all (laughs) or nothing. A hundred percent or zero. There was no one through 99. Yes. (laughs) Like that was just, you know, and for years, that's like, I mean, for years, that's Mm -hmm. like how I kind of I mean, it's not like I wanted to do that. It's just all that I knew. Yeah. Yeah. I was feeling low and I felt like, you know, I knew that God was with me, but I didn't feel God with me. And so I would just quit it like, okay, well, I guess we'll just wait till I feel it again. Yeah. I mean, that's just being real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I even like um, growing up some, I mean, yeah, obviously told, you know, read your Bible, pray, go Mm -hmm. to church, do all those things. Mine was placed somewhat in the context of somewhat of a legalistic mentality, not the full blown, but there was some of it there. But it was almost just too like the idea of thinking about have I grown spiritually? If I had any mental concept about that up until probably my late 30s, it was I'm not supposed to notice if I'm growing spiritually because that's pride. There was this element of no, a humble person, you know, does not think about those things. And, you know, true humility is when you don't realize that the Lord is just in you, all over you, flowing out of you. Mm. And I mean, that's, and so I just kind of struggled along. Um, like, am I doing enough? Yeah. Like, is it happening? Um, oh, oh wait. Oh, I just heard of this thing. I need to do this thing. And, yes. and just random and a lot of guilt Yes, in the feeling of like, like my spirituality, my spiritual growth, yes. my maturity as a Christian. And so, yeah, a lot of just messed up ideas I had, Yeah, even though I think I could look at someone and identify yeah. some spiritual growth. Like, I think that person is a spiritual person. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the thing was, like, what made them that way? Yeah. So, yes. yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I hear that randomness. Like, that. that is a good word to put on, like, my spiritual walk. It was just random. And then I was so driven out of guilt during my, my low seasons that I was like, mm, let me just sign up for the 16 Bible studies that are yes, offered yes, to me right now. Yes. And I'm just going to attempt all of them and not finish any of them. Yeah. You know, I had like I 12 half read books on my book stand, yeah. uh, you know, because I would like, okay, now I'm doing all this stuff again. So like, oh, mountaintop, mountaintop, yeah. mountaintop. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like, here comes the valley again. And mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to quit all of this. <laughs> that I just started, you know, and probably because it was overwhelming and too much, you know? So yeah, then I think a lot of us have done that, Mm -hmm. you know, just the, um, it's just funny because I would get around, um, January 2nd, I would get, um, text, 
emails, messages from women yeah. saying, um, hey, what's a good Bible study? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And I did that yeah. for many years. I'm yeah. thinking, okay, this is the year. <laughs> and then, you know, I'd, I then I'd feel behind already. Oh, I know. You know, because well, it's already yeah. January, January 2nd. <laughs> yeah. And then like that immediate guilt came on me. And I'm like, this, this can't be what this I know. Means. This is, that, this yeah. is I have to be <laughs> off here. Yeah. Yeah. Something's not right. Yeah. So if we could put like a definition on what we're referring to as spiritual stagnation, that's a funny word to even like say out loud. Yeah. Stagnation. Someone's maybe never heard that term before and it could feel a little lofty or yeah. heady or, you know, bookish. Yeah. So like, what are we talking about or what is y'all's definition when you hear spiritual stagnation? Let's talk about what y'all think that is. And then maybe what is not spiritual stagnation? Mm. My first thought with the word is, and just when I've heard it in context, it's, it's when people that are around like bodies of water, that the water has been stagnant. Like yeah. I've heard growing up, like don't let stagnant little bodies of water around your house because it will attract mosquitoes. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, contextually, it was just like, doesn't move. It just sits there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unaddressed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and I've, I've kind of always heard it put that like, um, just to give like an illustration that, the whole world is moving in a direction. And when you're following after God and you're putting some of these practices into place and when you're like pursuing the Lord, you're moving the opposite direction of the world. But there is still a current. Mm. And when you stop swimming with the Lord, like when you stop actively pursuing and engaging in things of the Lord, you're you will get caught in the current and just and go backwards. And that for me is kind of what I'm, what I mean when I talk about like, for me, it's like, I've always in the church that we grew up in or that, that I attended before this, it was always spiritual, like spiritual highs, like mountaintops mm -hmm. and then spiritual valleys. Yeah, yeah. And I would call those like the valleys, you know? Mm. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. What do you think, Erica? When I hear spiritual stagnation, I, I think I'm being still back to that title of like, I'm stuck. Um, I'm spiritually not doing anything. I'm not, you know, addressing anything or I've just gotten in a rut um, or yeah, I'm just stuck in something and I, and I need to get out. I know I need to get out. I just don't know how Yeah. Um, and how to do it successfully. Um, so that's what I kind of think of, but we looked up the definition, the official Miriam Webster's dictionary <laughs> mm -hmm, definition, mm -hmm. um, kids listening that is a really old resource <laughs> yes a, a dictionary named miriam webster <laughs> years and years ago defined all of the words for us <laughs> and it has paper in the middle yeah and mm -hmm. a cardboard cover i know y'all <laughs> i know y'all just google what is spiritual stagnation but before google they had to actually physically pull out this book to learn what words mean so miriam webster's definition of Spiritual stagnation, or maybe just stagnation, is that what the word was for? Yeah, just yeah, stagnation, yeah. was a state or condition marked by a lack of flow, movement, or development. Yeah. So not moving, yeah. not developing, mm -hmm. not flowing, not growing, mm -hmm. not doing any of those things. Yeah. Which, in applying that to spiritual things, mm -hmm. is, I, I guess, not integrating Right. You know, those disciplines into your life. Right. Mm, yeah. That's what that would mean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, um, okay. So I think what we have to then say is, should we be intentional about our own personal spiritual growth? Because there's a, there's a thought out there and a truth that is put to it that it is the Holy Spirit of God in us as believers that produces in us. Yes. The spirit produces the fruit. Yes. And so, you know, as as I've just listened to comments and and things concerning anything with spiritual growth, I almost feel as if, you know, some some parts of the Christian community is just like, well, I'm just going to sit back 
and just let God do it. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband used an illustration once of, you know, some people think they'll go to bed at night and the Holy Spirit will download <laughs> into their brain everything that they need. Right. You know, and that's the next. And and that's just not how it happens. Like some terminology is like, it's just going to happen by osmosis. You know, it's, yeah. it's just going to happen. Okay. So. And that goes to some scripture where it says God will complete the work in you. Yes. And he is alive and acting and all these things. Yeah. There's, well, and if I could speak to that a little bit, there is a truth to that. Yes, there is. There absolutely, God is faithful to complete the work that he started within you and everything. And he could download like a bunch of stuff to like, there's, there is a could element. If he wants to, you know, and like, and, and sometimes he has in certain situations, you know, like martyrs or, or other, other like extreme situations and stuff where the Lord just gives a word of faith or, you know what I mean? Like there are instances where the Lord does this. So don't hear us saying that he doesn't operate that way. Cause that's not at all what we're saying. Yeah. But what we're saying is like on the daily, like on the, like the, the rule of life that we should carry with us is not just well, I'm just going to wait for the Lord to do something and move and without us like carrying any weight or responsibility for it. Yeah. Well, he's made it. He has the passages that say, you know, I will complete the work in you. Right. But they're not contradictory to all those other passages that are teaching us. It's a both and, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, put this into place, do Mm -hmm. these disciplines, do the drive after these things, right? Do as I do, watch as I do and, and follow after and strive to do these things. Like those are all in the Bible, right? He's there. Well, let's just, let's just be specific here. Um, so in Ephesians four, it says, grow up in him Mm -hmm. in every way. Philippians 3 says, press on. 2 Peter 3, grow in grace and knowledge. Uh, Hebrews 12, strive, which means to pursue holiness. 1 Timothy 4, 7, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. So these are all action verbs. Mm-hmm. And there is a um, there is an attitude of doing here. Yes. And I think, you know, some of the pendulum swing away from the legalistic dues has put a lot of us into the, the sway of, well, I'm, I'm just not supposed to like, you know, it's okay if I don't do all these dues. But I, I fear that a lot of Christians are in a state of, I don't know, just preventing growth or even just going to disobedience. Because if you are in the word of God, if you look anywhere in the epistles, which is written to New Testament believers, which is us, there is a very strong concept of action. Yes. Participate. Yes. And so as you think about, like, I get the question, you know, ever so often, okay, so how much is me and how much is the spirit? Mm. And, um, and I'm like, yeah, um, how much is <laughs> good, me and how good question. good question. It's a great question. Yeah. And it's like you said, I don't think it's an either or. Yeah. It's a both and. Yeah. And that is a biblical. Yeah. It's it's just, I mean, you just honestly, if you have these questions, just spend some time in the scriptures and you will see yeah. that we are to be striving. Yes. And so um imitators of Christ. Yeah. Just I mean, there's a lot of doing. Yes. I think where we get nervous is it's gonna be the heart and the attitude behind the doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I doing these things to um, earn my way into heaven. Well, right. we know that's not biblical. Right. We can't earn our way. Am I doing these things to get God to be pleased with me? Right. Well, guess what? I am covered in his son's righteousness. Absolutely. I am his child now. He is pleased with me. Mm-hmm. He loves me. Always. Like so, that doesn't go away. No, it doesn't go away for the believer. And so why then do I have to do and strive? Well, it's just the way he's planned this Christian walk. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, we've, we've touched on this in previous episodes too. Like God is a giver of good gifts, you know, and this is what I have come to learn about the spiritual disciplines, like prayer, um, like prayer, Bible readings, Bible study, silence and solitude, meditation on his word and everything. Like our bodies were created to participate in these things. Just like if you don't eat and drink, your body is going to wither away. Like 
it's, it's almost the same thing. It's so funny that now everyone's like starting with these, like, Oh, we'll meditate every morning, meditate every Mm -hmm. morning because Mm -hmm. of what it does for you throughout the whole day, you know? And there is a level of do like meditating without Mm -hmm. God, just like in the world, the word sense, world sense of meditating that will absolutely do something for you. It'll calm your nervous system and everything Mm -hmm. else, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's not eternal. And it's, right. it's fleeting and it's passing away and it's, it's doing nothing for you for your eternal benefit. But when we participate in like meditating on the Lord, meditating on scripture, there is something that happens internally for eternity, you know, like, yeah. and, but it absolutely does help our bodies to function better the way that God designed our bodies to function. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So I think what, you know, it boils down to is, again, it's not contradictory. It's about where's the motivation and the heart behind the striving coming from. It's not a striving to earn anymore, because we know once we have become, you know, we've received salvation from him, we have been justified. And that's a one time thing. Absolutely. In the course of our life, we are now justified and we are righteous in his eyes under, you know, the robes of Christ's blood. But then there's the process of sanctification, which God says, I will complete the sanctification in you. Right, right. But my plan to complete the sanctification in you is for you to actually get up off your butt and do these things. Cause putting these things into practice is how I'm going to sanctify you over time. Yeah. Is putting my reference into for practice. that Erica, where he says to get off your butt. And I believe it's found <laughs> what, in what the gospel of Erica. Yeah. Morgan, okay, yeah. Chapter I like that translation. translation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, some are saying it's a paraphrase, but you know, yeah. well, Erica, I'm so glad you brought up the words justification and sanctification. Yeah. Um, don't you, you guys remember, well, I don't know how many years back where people were saying, don't use those big old Bible words. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I think we suffered because we didn't use big old Bible Listen, words. The we big got, old Bible words weren't used in my church yeah. and I had no idea what they meant. Yeah. So now we have here. a bunch of illiteracy in, yes. in Christendom, but justification, she said that exactly. Um, the one thing that helped me was justification is my relationship with God and that will not change the rest of my life. Absolutely. He has saved me. I'm a child of God. I've been sealed by the Holy Spirit of God until the day of salvation and for eternity. And God is pleased with you. Okay. So like yes. that doesn't go away. That doesn't go away. All the things he says in Ephesians, you know, it's it's where where I'm 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 seated with him in the heavenlies. It's, you know, I have these benefits, this inheritance and all these things that are coming to me. I think it's where we come to the sanctification. Mm-hmm. And so where I put the word relationship with justification, we can put the word fellowship with God for sanctification. Yeah. And that is what is affected by exactly what we do here on earth. Yes. Um, I can affect my fellowship with the Lord. Yes. And so I, oh, I wish I, I wish I could do a whiteboard here and y'all could see it. But um, if you can just imagine like a straight line going um, horizontally, yes. that's across for those of us that struggle with horizontal vertical. <laughs> and then you do a line that's like, you know, almost going like straight up. Okay, so you don't want your fellowship with God to be straight across. That's like a flat line. That means you're not even in relationship. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you will not have a straight line up in sanctification. Mm-mm. And what you're going to have is picture this like ebb and flow line that eventually ends up going upwards, but there's some down and up, down and up, down and up, but it's constantly going upwards. That is what the sanctification um, process is going to look like for you. And we do have some control over that. Yeah. How much am I going to invest in this sanctification process? And I love that you brought that up because that's that's where the Bible speaks to as far as wording. I just, I mean, it was just so providential. Just this morning, I was listening to R.C. Sproul, um, one of my favorite guys to listen to, and his, his topic was sanctification. Mm-hmm. And he brought out so many good things on this, um, just this concept of what does this look like? And so this is where the actual doing takes place. Mm. You know, I rest in my being of who I am in Christ. Yes. And then I live within the doing process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that like puts my attitude in the right place. I am not doing anything 
of my doing for relationship. That's yeah. done. Mm-hmm. But it's just like a regular relationship. Mm-hmm. It, to me, I, I just don't understand why there's an element in Christianity that wants to fight so hardly. Like, I don't have to do all these things. I'm good. Okay, well, tell that hus- tell that to your wife. Yeah. You know, tell that to your husband. Tell that to your children. Listen, I birthed you. We have this relationship. Yeah. Now I'm good. Go on your way. Yeah. We don't do that. We want to spend time. We want to get to know. We want to seek, pursue. I mean, I remember when Jeff was pursuing me, yeah. you know, and wanting to get to know me. And and hopefully we still have elements yeah. of that. Yeah. You know, we want to spend time with each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, why, why don't we understand that about the Christian life? And yeah. so those that just say, listen, I'm good. I'm just going to chill and rest. Yeah. Well, you're either misinformed or you're just choosing to live in a disobedient mindset. Yeah. The way that I like to kind of um, help people that I'm like mentoring or helping through some of this stuff is you create your own reality. Like you create the like what you want your sphere to look like. Obviously stuff happens and everything else, Mm -hmm. but like. I don't, I don't know, but every time that I'm like deep in the word and I'm studying those scriptures and I'm in prayer and fellowship and, and just like deeply rooted in the spiritual disciplines, my relationship with Christ, there is just an element of peace and abundance. There's just, there's these things like things slide off me just a little bit easier. You know, um, I can, I can, I don't get overwhelmed quite as easy. Um, I have a higher threshold for dealing with the crap in life that it throws at you. You know what I mean? Like there is this, this element of when you're faithful to these things, like there's benefits. Your heart stance. Yes. There's benefits that the Lord has created for us, you know, and well, and, and as I speak, as I speak to that, I want to put those benefits as secondary. Yeah. Those are secondary benefits. And I think um, a Christian woman has to understand that because the purpose of these doings and what we're going to talk about eventually as these disciplines, the main purpose, as we're going to find out, is godliness yeah. to be like God. And so I put, first of all, I want to seek after you, God. I want to find you. Yes. Will these benefits come out that I have some clarity? Um, You know, he brings some peace to a situation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But the main motive should be as believers, man, I just want to be with you, God. Yeah. It's seeking the heart of God over the hand of God. Yeah. I just want to, I want to get to know you. I I want, I want to think like you. Yeah. Um, I want to act like you. And if I want to do that, I have to be around you, going after you with all my heart. Yeah. And so, you know, I just, we just had some conversations with friends last night and, you know, we were talking about just the, the stuff that goes on yeah, and the stuff that goes on in Christianity. And, and even as a ministry person, man, if you start focusing on all those negatives, which, you know, is, is still a battle for me, you, you just start thinking like, oh, you know, and then I just I just have to bring myself back to Deanna. Just stick to the process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stick to what you know God has called you to, what you know scripture says. And I said, when I find myself just having having the word of God with me in whatever way I do it, meditating, memorizing, reading, studying, yeah. Yeah. just, you know, one little passage, whatever, reading a book about it, you know, my mind stays in a healthier place. Yes. And so um, that's what I would say to to people just like, okay, so here I am. I'm hearing you guys say these disciplines, doing them, you can get off track. You can get off track. And um, that's why I say it's so good to do these in community with accountability. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say another thing too. Just because I know some people are, they've been brought up in legalism, they've been brought up and they're almost like terrified to like check off a to-do list. Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, and I was not in that. I don't, so I, so I can't even yeah. speak to what that feels like. I, mm, the church. battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The church that I came from, that was not the issue. It was actually the lack of. <laughs> and so where we were like all this like freedom in Christ and we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Because we're free in Christ. Yeah. But that's not what the word teaches. Yeah. So anyways, I digress. Um, what I want to kind of say is that like, even if you do check off 
the to-do list. For, for me personally, sometimes I have prayed, Lord, give me the discipline to just check the box today. Yeah. You know, yes. because what is, yes, there is like this legalistic mentality inside of things where we're constantly trying to like please God with our actions and everything else. But when you just participate in the spiritual disciplines, they're not going to lead you astray. Like what is, what's the harm uh, yeah, in yeah. checking the box. What's the harm in, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't feel it. Mm, yeah. And there wasn't any like good feelings that came from, from reading the word today. And I just, I, I don't want to do it unless I feel it. It's, mm-hmm. but you, like, I, th- I think the, it boils down to like the checking the box again. What is the motivating factor behind the checking the box? Mm-hmm. Are you just doing it because like, yes, I completed another box. It has a check mark in it. It's not empty. I'm doing good. Mm. I'm doing good. Or is it, I wrote down a thought when y'all were talking, is it out of love? Even when you don't get the feelings, is it, I'm doing this, I'm checking the box because I love him. Yes. Because love breeds obedience. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. what taking up and take up your cross and follow me. Follow is an action verb. Again, it's not take up and sit back down. Obedience breeds love. That's too. what I was. Yeah. That's so love like, breeds obedience and obedience breeds love. And it's just this cycle. Yes. And, and how do you love someone more by spending time with them? Yes. And the, the parental, you know, relationship between us and, and our heavenly father is obedience yeah. to our father. He's asked of us, do these things. Yeah. If you're going to put your name up with mine, you're going to do these things. Yeah. Follow me, do these action verbs, yeah. and you're going to actually end up loving me more because you're walking in these things I've asked you to do. And that's when I'm like, I love him more. I want to obey him more. Yeah. I want to obey him more because yeah. I love him more. Yeah. Well, there's this, this, you know, I remember years ago, um, some Bible studies, it was kind of like the hot thing. Like, do I do what I do out of delight or duty? Mm. And, um, you know, eventually, like as in, in some of the ones that were written well, they end up coming to the, you know, conclusion of both. Yeah. I My goal is to do everything I do for God just out of a delight and love for him. Right. But let's just be honest. Yes. My love for him ebb and flows. Yes. Right. And so there comes a point where I have to do what I do because I'm told to do this. Oh, yes. Let's just think of Christ. Yeah. Listen, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he did not want to do yeah. right, what he was um, being told, yeah, and asked told to, to do yes. from the Father. He begged to get out of it. Yep. So, you know, and I know like, you know, like he did it for what was set before him, the cross that was set before him. He did it. He did it for love for us. But there was also of, I will obey my father. Absolutely. Right? And so there is this element. So e- even with your kids, like, yes, I wanted my children yeah. to obey the rules of our home mm-hmm. just because they loved mama and daddy. Yeah. But. Reality is this. (laughs) Yeah. I want them to obey because they know that is their duty to obey their mom and dad. Children obey your parents in the Lord. Absolutely. So, you know, I think as we come through the Christian walk, no matter what your background is, instead of like making these two types of mentalities opposing forces. Yeah. It's both of them. Yes. It is. It's both and. So, yeah. So, okay. So if we talk about, yes, we're doing this, I think then comes that dilemma that, you know, we brought out in the beginning of, okay, like, what do I, like, what do I do? How, mm-hmm. how do I do that? And, and how do I even know, like, yeah, am I supposed to? So it just brings up all this like confusion. Right. And that's, that's why I said, listen, God is not a God of confusion. Mm-hmm. He is a God of order. Yes. So, you know, I started praying like, God, bring some order to these thoughts of yeah. mine, bring some order to these thoughts. And I think that's when my mind started changing a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So how would you say we diagnose our spiritual stagnation? Like what are some actual common practical red flags that we can ask ourselves or be mm-hmm. looking for like very practical things, um, whether it is out of desire or duty that are we doing these things? Are we not, are we thinking this way? Are we not 
Like yeah. what are some common red flags? Because back to the original question, I don't know if we actually addressed this one or not. What is not spiritual stagnation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so when I think of red flags and when you had this on the list, I'm like, okay, what are some just like just real life red flags? Not like bullet point answers from a book. Yeah. One of them that I've seen in myself and that I've witnessed in others is there's going to be a pulling away. Mm-hmm. And whether it's from the body of Christ, church, or just, you're just going to start pulling away from some of the things that you like, listen, I know I should be in the word. Mm -hmm. If a Christian does not know that they should be in the word, something's very wrong. They've not been taught at all. But when you start pulling away from that, that should be a red flag. Yes. Another one I thought of is just when you start becoming very complacent Mm. in everything. Mm. You know, um, you start like, okay, my husband's my problem. My kids are my problem. The pastor's the problem. My friends are the problem. My family's the problem. Yeah. Blame shifting. And you just start becoming, well, this isn't good enough. And this is, and this is, this is awful. And this, you have pulled away from spiritual growth and the things that put you on the path of spiritual growth. Man, that'll preach. Yeah. And then the third one I thought of is when, and it kind of is like the opposite, like it goes along with complacency, is just you become very self-absorbed. Yes. When you find yourself just constantly thinking about you and what I want to do and what, you know, I want to have for fun and what makes me happy and, you know, all just selfishness. Yeah. Those three things are like, okay, check, check, check. Yeah, I have I have veered off the path of spiritual disciplines in mm-hmm. spiritual growth and mm-hmm. becoming more Christ-like. Yeah. So those are three that jumped into my mind. Did yeah. you have any additional red flags that you think of, like even you know diagnosing yourself or yeah. you've helped others diagnose? Um, I know for me, I I become very feelings led, mm, and good one. when I when I f- but I don't feel this, and it's I don't feel like this is helping me anymore, and I don't feel like I'm doing um, this for the right reasons, and maybe I should just take a pause, or you know what I mean? Like uh, I'm just gonna wait for the feelings to return, and so um, that's definitely a red flag because are feeling, please don't hear me wrong. I'm so sick and tired of people like dismissing feelings right? and just like right. saying that they're not valid and you don't listen to our feelings. No, God gave us feelings. He gave us emotions. They're there for a purpose, but they don't lead the charge. Yeah. And they don't, they're not steering the ship. And so when my feelings start leading the charge and steering the ship, I know that I'm off base. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that, and that's what feelings are, you know, like in, in the past, however many years they're really getting a grip on telling us Christians, like, mm-hmm. okay, remember in those days where no feelings, no feelings, don't listen to your feelings, don't yes. listen to your, women, don't listen to your feelings. And I, I preached that because I mean, it made sense, right? but it was, it wasn't, um, the whole story wasn't being told. And yes. now we know that like a feeling can be a teller. Absolutely. That's so when, what a feeling is. Yeah. It's an indicator of where you are. Yeah. Yes. 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 And But so, it's not like a, I feel really low today, so I'm not going to do anything. Right. And I'm not going to get out of bed. Yeah. Right. And I'm not going to open my Bible and I'm not going to pray because I don't feel yeah. it. Or I tried, Lord. I sat down and I prayed for like 10 minutes, but nothing happened. And I didn't get butterflies and I didn't get revelation. So what's the, what's the point? What's the use? You know, again, that's like, that's the difference. But what you were saying, the secondary things, like clearly you're seeking the hand of God Yeah. when that's, that's, you know what, that's probably another indicator when you're constantly, when your prayers are constantly seeking, seeking the hand of God instead of the heart of God. Yeah. Or just him. Yeah. 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 And just like who he is and, Mm -hmm. you know, like he is your prize. Like he is the, like, that is what you get out of it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. is there anything more valuable, like to understand him more? And I don't know, every time that I, anyways, I'm, I'm going off another rabbit trail, but it's my, bring her back. Erica, <laughs> no, bring her no. back. No, that's true. It's like a kid who only goes to their parents, probably more like an adult kid. Yeah. Only goes to their parents. The relationship consists of like a text every now and again, like, Hey, can you send me 50 bucks on bed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you never talk Broke to them the about the anything. Again. Right. Only yeah. when you're in dire and emergency yes. need of an act of, of miracle work. Yeah. You yes. go to them, but you yeah. never talk to them, spend time with them or, you know, give them anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so one that I thought of was if you just 
like how, what's a red flag? How do I know if I'm spiritually stagnant? If you've never thought of this, like if this conversation or the thought of spiritually stagnation has never <laughs> yeah, crossed your mind, that's a good, that's a good yeah. red <laughs> flag. Like you fall in this category, which is me. If I go weeks without yes. thinking about it, that's a red flag. Yeah. It's not, yes. it's not thinking about it. Yeah. It's not yeah. prioritizing yeah. this conversation. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's just one that I know I personally, the longer I go without even asking the questions, thinking about it and just letting life take over and the routine mm-hmm. and the schedule. And then three weeks later, I'm like, I'm not even thought about like, yeah, Jesus yeah. Yeah. in four days. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> I know yeah. I've said this before too. When I do actively like engage in the spiritual disciplines on a regular basis, God does something to my heart Oh yeah. and he genuinely yeah. changes my yeah. appetite and my desire for yeah. it. Like all of a sudden, and this isn't an every time thing, you know, but man, there are just some times where he just like, I know I've said it before, but he just throws me a bone, you yes, know, and yeah. he's just, he changes the course of my heart and I just, I'm thirsty for it. Yeah. And then I'm thirsty for others to have it. So I feel sorry for everyone in my sphere at that point. Cause yeah, I'm I like know, a bulldog, <laughs> like trying to get everybody into it, you know? Like, yeah, so I, know. I always say like, just check on Lauren if you're not receiving texts of encouragement. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because like, it just like comes and I'm like, okay, I gotta text everybody. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. yeah that's well, like, I, I like that you said that because as I, as I think of myself and I think of, you know, maybe someone I've walked with in these journeys. It's interesting how when you start pulling away, you know, you're kind of doing it. Yeah, there is like a, yeah, there's an you, you have an awareness of it, but then it becomes to the point, well, you know, it's okay. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm just in one of those times. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to where you then start looking at others that are being very active in their spiritual growth. And you start looking at them with resentment. Like, why are they so? You don't have to be that way about God. And 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 I'm like, it is it a, it's a progression mm-hmm. in the wrong direction. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's a slow fade too. Like it is. Yes. Like they say, uh, like that song, it's a yeah. slow fade. Yeah. It's a slow yeah. fade. Yeah. Browns. Yeah, where you just like you slip into these things, you slip into these mindsets and And then you're justifying it. Yeah. And yeah. and then you're comparing yourself to everyone else and you know yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. Well, I you know, and just keeping to that because even as I say those things, I'm like, Deanna, are you are you is this a biblical thought? Is this a biblical thought or is this just because like you're in this world? Mm. And so I think of um uh, it's it's in Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, and it says, be diligent in the pursuit of righteousness. I don't think you mm. can get any clearer. First of all, yeah. diligent. I mean, do I even have to give, like, I think we know what diligence is, like going at it, going at it, going at yeah. it. In the pursuit, pursue, going at the pursuit, going at the pursuit, going at the pursuit of what? Of righteousness. Yeah. So that totally like blows out of the water this idea of, listen, I'm just going to sit back and chill. Right. I'm just going to take a little break for a little while. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I have been asked this before and Jeff and I have had long conversations about this. I don't see anywhere in scripture where the concept of maybe I just need to pull away from these things for a while. Yeah. Because when people say that to me, I'm like, oh man, is, you know, you just like way off. Are you way off in what you're thinking about the spiritual life, the spiritual walk? Yeah. And it does it makes me question myself. And yeah. quite honestly, I think I'm done with people making me question that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where that that person, those people, I think they're at the point where they're now justifying their lack of being obedient to Ephesians, where it says, be diligent in the pursuit of righteousness. Yeah. Because I think about the things I'm diligent in the pursuit of. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have Netflix. We all have things <laughs> we're diligent in the pursuit of. Yeah. You know, I remember when I've tried to do gardens. Yeah. Oh, mercy. You know, I'm so envious of people's gardens, but you know what? Keyword try. Yeah. I think the difference is like, I have a friend. Yeah, yeah, I know. I have a friend that has some beautiful stuff right now. And you know what the difference is? Like, why couldn't mine look like that? Because she was diligent in the pursuit of her garden, you know? Um, Why is that? And and so, yeah, um, I think I I have settled right here on this podcast. I'm done with that. (laughs) 
Yeah. I want to be merciful and gracious yeah. because my heart now hurts Yeah. for those people. Yeah. And um, I think there's been an element of whether it's a variety of teachings or just the world in general that is pushing us to that. And yeah. to me, it's just like, mm, what, isn't, isn't that very um, suspicious that maybe that is how Satan's doing it with us yeah. in our comfy little world. Yeah. Well, it's very natural and very easy. Like none of us are above that the enemy doing, you oh, know, tempting yeah. us with, with yeah. that. With, oh, he tempts absolutely. me all the time with that. Yeah. It, but that's when the, you know, the obedience comes in, the duty factor comes in, the yeah. diligence, yeah. the pursuit, the action verbs. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And I do, I just want to speak to like, because inevitably there's going to be one woman that's listening to this and they're going to feel so condemned because they're not doing and or, or whatever, or there's just a lot happening in their life and they're overwhelmed with some of life's circumstances and everything else. Like, um, like if I personally was, was mentoring, you know, and someone is coming to me and they're like, I'm just, I'm getting overwhelmed and this situation happened and this situation happened. And then my family is doing this. And then this person had a car wreck. And so I'm trying to be there for them and da, 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 like all this stuff. Right. And they're like, I just, I feel overwhelmed and I don't feel like I have time. Like the one piece of advice is do not forego your relationship with Christ in order to participate in all the other doings. When we are saying the doings, we are talking about the spiritual disciplines. We are talking about building your relationship with God because all of your other doings, like you're serving and you're being there and you're like being that, um, that Christ-like influence and shining in the world and doing these good deeds so that your father in heaven can receive glory. All of it is going to come from a place of an overflow of a filled up cup because you are participating in the things that the Lord has told you to participate in because yeah. you have been pursuing righteousness. All of those other things, they will absolutely tap you and stretch you way too thin if you are not pouring from a cup uh, that is full with him. And this this is what I say to that because I, I remember when I was in this stage um, and I would look at people that I just felt like, man, no matter what, they just really like, you know, I mean, stand firm, still loving the Lord, still serving the Lord, being faithful to Him. And, you know, I, I just kind of thought that, well, that was, you know, it just happens for them. Yeah. And their spiritual gift. <laughs> yeah. And so, and I was like, well, but my life is this. And I just, and the thing is, I, I learned, oh, no, Deanna. No, these people have learned how in the midst of these things to continue in the pursuit of yes. God. And it's not that they don't have these problems or these situations right. or life stuff happens. Yeah. You know, I was just with one of my teams and I said, we need to, we need to come to the point where we can say, okay, stuff is happening in my life, whether it's health or family or yes. finances or you know stress or whatever's going on how can i still keep growing and pursuing yeah because some people will be like listen i'm in a season right now right. and that season's been a year yeah and they pull back on some of this pursuing yes i'll tell you what it it doesn't end well yeah it doesn't end well. Yeah. And so I, I was recently in a like a, a three to six week funk. Mm. And um, I could just tell it was getting worse. The, yeah. the mind stuff was getting worse. You know, I wasn't getting as much sleep. Mm -hmm. I was facing something I was totally dreading for a couple years, yeah. as well as I had a lot of deadlines. Mm. And and then and then random things were coming up with our ministry that I just had to go visit or go do and go mm. be and go listen. And I was, I was getting messed up. And mm. the very first thing was Deanna, just, just stay in bed and sleep a little bit more, mm -hmm. just chill out, just do all this stuff. And then that other thought came, Deanna, uh-uh, mm. sit with me a little bit this morning. I know you think it's not even working, Yeah, but I'm working. Yeah. He's constantly working. And so for two days when it was the, probably hitting the climax of that, it was just me and my little abide app. 
And I'm just like, and I, I just love, Lord is very faithful to me with tools and resources. The abide app for those two days was perfect for me. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, you know, I was like, okay, I am going to take a two hour little reprieve. But then in that little reprieve, God sent something and I listened to it and it was like exactly what I needed. And so I listened three or four times. So I, I, I just want to say, if you are those women and when, when, a life situation comes up and you're like, I want to give all my full attention to this. So I'm going to pull away from some of these. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, it doesn't end well. And the other is, I think it's a, a step of disobedience. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, if we just want to call this what it is, <laughs> Deanna, you called my butt out on this. <laughs> um, you know, just when, when we, are not actively engaging in these things. It is idolatry. Yep. It it really you are yeah. choosing other things over your relationship and pursuit of Christ. And when you like when you just put I don't know, for for me that was like a smack in the face like, oh man, you know, like that really like I am literally living in the sin of idolatry. You're right. Like I'm just, I'm not choosing things of the Lord. I am choosing to gratify my flesh and to binge watch crap TV shows. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or, or whatever, or doom scroll on Facebook. I remember the first time I heard that term doom, doom scroll. scroll. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You well, know? she, you know, we, you guys had that question on here. Um, where is it, Erica? Um, causes of spiritual stagnation. Oh yeah. And I wrote to the side idolatry, mm-hmm. busyness. Yes. And then it just hit me, Deanna, just use the word sin. Yeah. And I, I, I think of how often I, I forget to address that with myself because man, I pet myself. And sometimes when I'll be talking or counseling or mentoring someone, sometimes the Lord just sits there and like, Deanna, help her see that this is sin that she's doing. It's not just I'm in a bad way and I'm just yeah. this. It's sin. And yeah. and something that I've recently just been thinking about, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, let's call it what it is. It's sin. For some reason, I think there's this trend and I don't know how or when it started, but when we hear someone like in a message or right now, mama saying that on the podcast of like, well, let's just call it what it is. It's sin. We all shake our heads and agree and go, yeah, it is sin. We, for some reason, (laughs) have like divided sin into two categories. Like sin happens to me. Mm. Like sin chose me Mm. instead of, no, no, no. There's ownership in sin. You made a choice. So it's not just like, yeah, it is sin. You know, idolatry is sin. Like, I hate when that happens to me. Yeah. We mentally put put this little padding on it of like, man, sin got me again. Man, no, 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 no. We, sin is us. We chose to disobey God. There's ownership in that. It's not like a plague, like, like, or a a disease has come and found you. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like, no, Yes. we chose the sin. So you're not just in a bad way. Like you're saying like, no, no, no. You've gone however so-and-so choosing, yeah. not choosing him. You yes. have chose not to pursue him. Yeah. Yes. For righteousness. And, and you're, you're on point there because <laughs> I had written down, I put it in caps, choices. Yeah. And I, I, I sometimes like, do we re- like, okay, I have a choice every day. Mm-hmm. I have a choice what to do with my day, my week, my month, my year, the next five years, the next 10 years, next 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I make choices yep. for those things. Yeah. And so are my choices in line with this be diligent in the pursuit of righteousness? Yeah. And so that does not mean I can't do some things that actually I like to do and I find enjoyment from. Right. But if it's to the point where all my choices are for me and my enjoyment and my happiness and my fun and just always like what I want to do. And I find I'm never saying no. Mm. Okay. I can make sinful choices Mm -hmm. and I... I am responsible for my choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, let's stop giving the passive. Yeah. We almost treat ourselves like unbelievers. Like, 
unbelievers yes. biblically have no, they are living in sin, whether like that is yeah. their life. Right. Yeah. They're not choosing they no it. Choice. They are right. yes. still defined by their sin yes. in God's right. eyes. Yeah. Right. That they're, that's all they got going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether they, they mm-hmm. think they're choosing, they all they have to choose is sin. There's yeah. no uh, nothing else to choose until Jesus enters their heart. Yeah. Right. But we as believers are not just left to no, sin. Uh-uh. We, have a choice. we are now always in this decision-making mm-hmm. process of, do I follow spirit? Do I follow flesh? Yeah. yeah. And we are constantly dinging on the side of yeah. flesh, 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 sin, yes. sin, 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 yeah. sin. But we mentally are like appeasing ourselves. It's like, oh, I just can't help but sin. No. Right. No, we, we have right. been justified. Yeah. We yes. are different now. Yeah. We are yes. a new creation. Yeah. yeah. We're not yeah. just left to sin anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, we didn't just gain eternity. We gained the power over sin. Yeah. Right. And right. that goes back to what we were saying, how... When you start pulling away from the disciplines, there's a conviction at first. Yes. But you will get to where you're complacent. I'm okay. I mean, this is okay. Yeah. This is God is very I think okay. I could be okay with this. In fact, like I'm not even really thinking about anymore. Is God okay with these things? Yeah. And so, yeah. So, okay. So I have to, whenever I come down hard on sin, especially for the believer, which we, we need to come down hard on sin, I say this. If like even right now, like you've been like, that is me and it's sin. You know, the beauty of this for believers is right now you can just say, God, Mm. confess. And confess is just like, I agree. Just like in salvation, you know, um, Ephesians tells us like, as you were saved, this is how you live by grace through faith. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, I confess. I agree. I have been living this way. Yeah. Please forgive me. Yeah. And then repentance is, Lord, give me repentance so that I can turn from this. And when you realize these things, you're done, you're forgiven. Right. But then what I continue to do is like, okay, help me keep turning, Lord. Help me keep turning. I know I confessed and you have forgiven me. Help me to keep turning in the direction of a mindset like Christ. Yes. Mm -hmm. And in relationship never changed, but fellowship is restored yeah. and you're even closer with God after yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, don't stay in the condemnation of sin. Right. Okay. Because sometimes we take that no condemnation, mm-hmm. like I can do whatever I want. Nothing condemns me. Right. Well, that no condemnation is in accordance with your relationship, mm. but your fellowship can be broken with God. Yeah. And that's why he says in first John, which is written to believers. Right. Okay. There's a reason why he says, Hey, believers, I'm writing you a letter. I'm going to tell you, you're going to sin. Yep. But when you sin, this is what you do. Yeah. Okay. To keep in fellowship with me. Yeah. That's the, that's the beauty of, it reminds me of the prodigal son. He's called a son the whole time in the parable. Yeah. Prodigal. He's a son the whole time, but prodigal, he's gone out. Mm-hmm. He's been sinning a lot, mm-hmm. living for himself, living for the flesh, not thinking about his spiritual health yeah. and not thinking about his relationship with the father. He's yeah. gone and spent all, lived in all the liberty and freedoms of having the heavenly father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then coming back. Yeah. And the father receives him yeah. every single time. He, yeah. he never lost his sonship. Yeah. He's still yeah. a son. He confesses. Yeah. He repents. And then he stays home. It doesn't yeah. say, then he goes back out. Yeah. And you may, yeah. you may right. go back out the 300 more times, yeah. but just yeah. know there's grace as being a son or a daughter. Yeah. He brings you back, you know, with open arms. Yeah. Mm. So just remember that in your pursuit. It's all as a believer, you are covered in grace. And that's what, that's the beauty of the cycle of when you do choose the other direction, you do that turn of repentance and he is there when you just turn back to him and he'll yeah. come and get you every time. Mm. Um, so I feel like that's a really good place to bring down. We we were originally maybe going to talk about the evaluation process because we don't want to be just another one of those things that talks about the topic yeah. of spiritual stagnation and then doesn't actually give you the practical, yeah. tangible steps of what to do. Okay, well, but, stay on your island now. Yes. Good <laughs> yeah. luck, everybody. We'll yeah. send you on swim your with, way. Swim with the sharks. Stay <laughs> stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Are you stuck? Yes. Great. Great. Yay. See you next week. No. Me no. too. No, but we actually have something super, super exciting that we are going to talk about. And we just wanted to quickly hint at it at the end of today's episode. So that you come back next episode and we have an actual physical, tangible resource that literally helps you walk through 
questionnaires, litmus tests, how to evaluate your relationship with the Lord and how to get more intentional about your spirituality so that you don't have to stay stuck. There's pra- it's not mythological. It's not up in, in the clouds where mm-hmm. something you can't reach. There are easy, simple things to integrate into your life. And we have an answer for you that we've all used and loved. And but, had real like fruit, like yes, productive fruit. From. Yes, yes. So we're plugging that. Please come back <laughs> next week. Over the next two episodes, we're going to uh, be speaking to that specifically. So please come back. And we're going to have some fun stuff to, to talk to you guys about and equip you with um, um, when we talk about that. So we're going to bring it down here with our fun cup question, which disclaimer, <laughs> we already had this conversation when we and it was started. that good, we had. And it was to you. that. Good. Were you recording when we were doing it? You need to just use the one. We yeah. were, I don't think we I were recording. I wasn't. Recording. Oh, Philly. But it was so good. We had to um, act like we've not had the conversation <laughs> real quick, and we're going to replay it for you guys in real time, um, <laughs> which is never easy for us. Yeah, which right? is something super theological. Mm. and necessary well, it's very important in the life of a christian woman amen sure is i hope this, it, i hope it's very important <laughs> yes and the question is we're gonna it's not even it wasn't even a question we just started well full another disclaimer it started because i'm currently wearing a tank top that under my arms is covered in deodorant marks and it's a yes. black tank top and i just noticed and they were like yeah we saw that we noticed that <laughs> And it's just covered in deodorant. I over-applied or something today because then mama was like, or Lauren was no, like, I well, th- why don't you wear the invisible kind? Why don't kind? you wear the invisible kind? And I said, this is the invisible kind. <laughs> well, they lied. <laughs> they, I over-applied or something. <laughs> then we got the ball rolling about deodorant and yes. what kind we use. And Lauren made a comment. <laughs> I use the 72-hour kind that I have to apply Every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the commercials that have like the working woman that's working like the ambulance car. I see this all the time. It's like 48 hour. Yeah. It goes with you on the go. You'll not yeah. have to reapply. Yeah, right. Not Please. Check. Yeah. Please tell us one person that has not had to reapply in 72 hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it reminds me of uh, in... um like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's like the, the never-ending gobstopper or yeah, something. Like yeah. it never goes away. That's like <laughs> yeah. deodorant. Like they're trying to sell us the never-ending deodorant. Yeah, never, yeah seriously. That's not real. Yeah. Uh, and let me... Okay, so I have tried. I know I'm the aluminum girl. <laughs> I oh, have tried. Yeah. We went on a whole I aluminum moment where okay. I just educated them. Right, exactly. Because I tried... Like I did the... Uh, what's that? What's that? Lumi. Lumi stuff. Or oh, whatever. Lumi yeah, is a big that, Right? Yeah. And it actually does help. Like you are deodorant. Mm-hmm. but holy dang cow when I tried that stuff like I sweat like a pig mm-hmm. and I like couldn't I don't know if it was summertime or whatever mm-hmm. but my armpits were like I mean it was like that commercial that like yeah. really disgusting commercial that I can't watch with like yeah. the guy like reaching out and the yeah yeah you know what yeah, I'm talking uh-huh. about anyways I mean I, I was just so sweaty yeah. and I was like I can't nope I'm, I can't do this so she gave up on I her did. attempt to do the oh, aluminum yeah. free Went back but to I, the 72 hour daily application hour daily <laughs> But I told her it's in anyone who's ever tried the aluminum free move. It's because because I did that a couple years ago and I've stuck with it because on the Internet, I read you have to stick with it for like at least a month wearing it every day. The aluminum free because your body is having to like get rid of detox all the aluminum and it's not a pretty process Mm -hmm. for a few weeks and Mm -hmm. you're going to feel like oh this aluminum free deodorant is not helping i'm going back to the other stuff that's exactly what it wants you to (laughs) think it's pulling you back but it has created monsters detox all the aluminum and then after a good month it your aluminum-free deodorant does work just as good as your. Like I've been wearing Native is my preferred brand. Okay. I love Native because okay. I love their scents the best. Yeah, but that and they have the spray kind as well now. So it's like spray yeah. or the invisible stick. Okay, mm, that's yeah. not so invisible. I might go back well. to Lumi. I might try it, but I think we've determined that I'm going to do it during the winter. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that her yeah. detox period is under a jacket. Yeah, yeah. so well, if you see me thing? wearing jackets daily this yeah, winter, yeah, that yeah, is yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, just look underneath. <laughs> but at least I won't stink. <laughs> yeah, shove a bucket of water under each armpit. <laughs> Listen, I, I can relate. I have this thing called hyperhidrosis, which I oh, know. Oh, I remember when she came to her daddy and I with this. <laughs> no, my doctor yes. literally died diagnosed me with hyper it's a real thing and they make actual very expensive like pharmaceutical medication for this there was commercials about it a few years ago and that's what initially i was like 
that's me. I'm relating to this commercial and I never heard someone bring it up, but it's where you, you sweat for no reason. Yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not related to like body movement. It's not related to hormones rising. Yeah. It's not related to like, you know, hot flashes or anything. Mm-hmm. It's your body just sweats mm-hmm. for absolutely no reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's always in certain areas, obviously the armpits, but it's also the back of my legs. Like mm-hmm. right now I'm soaked. Oh, so that's my life. But it's related to nothing other than that's just how your body works. Huh. But there's medication out there that it's like topical or like a oral medication you can take. But huh. it's literally like I think we just need to have a time of prayer right now. <laughs> yeah. Bring hyper, out the oil. Hyper, Lay hair. No, the oil will clog your pores. <laughs> that's true. And- Unless we get non-comedogenic. <laughs> Yeah. Oil. Okay, so what's the tip you said? Because I never heard that about the nighttime. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So then I oh, was yeah. telling them, y'all need to implement this, integrate this into your spiritual life. <laughs> this will change your life. Um, your, I read back when I was doing all my researches on deodorant a few years ago and I made my switch, I read that deodorant was actually created with the purpose and the goal of applying it at nighttime and not in the morning or in the day. Hmm. That deodorant was supposed to be. Somehow they missed this in the marketing. I don't know. But they it was it was literally but you for, heard it here. Yeah. Let me yeah. tell you. You heard it here first. A <laughs> hundred years later, you heard it here first. But it was formulated to be applied at night because when your body is at rest, obviously when you're sleeping, you're not moving. And the product is able to soak up into your armpits because that's where you're applying it, obviously. It we like hope. better. <laughs> No pipeline in my stomach <laughs> or the back of my leg. But it it's able to absorb like more efficiently. And then when you wake up the next day, whether you reapply or not, whatever, I do reapply in the morning just because I like the, the, the routine of it and the mm-hmm. smell, mm-hmm. the fresh yeah. smell of it. But you're supposed to do it at night before you go to bed so that it absorbs. And then it actually blocks from there. Like it allows your body to keep moving the next day. Cause once you think about it, the second you put in the morning when you're getting dressed and about to head out the door, I know you're like rubbing you've it just all over rubbed your shirt. It. Yes. And, yeah. There's traction there. It's not able to fully soak in. And that's why it's not working really great. Maybe that's why I have to apply it daily. Okay. Let me bring some balance to this conversation. <laughs> For those of you that just simply go to Walmart and buy your secret or ivory or whatever, and just put it on every day, whenever you shower, you know, um, that's me and it's working. And um, yeah, there I am. And I guess if I'm full of aluminum, I'm full of aluminum. But um, yeah, I'm the old woman here with the basic process. And so there. The I was gonna say secret. That's my mom's brand. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Um, now secret has improved over the years. <laughs> they got, secret yeah. also has aluminum free yes. options yes. and the spray options. And they now. are coming down. Like I, I am not paying the price that when they first came out for aluminum. I'm like, listen, I'll die of aluminum, <laughs> but I am not paying thirteen dollars for a stick of deodorant. Oh my goodness! I'm just not doing. It. So they are coming down. You gotta catch yeah. like the CVS buy one get ones. Like once a month they'll. In a week where you can buy yeah. one, get one. So if you're yeah. paying $13, you're actually getting like two for, so you're paying six each. Yeah. That's what yeah. I do. We well, do I the get, Amazon yeah. subscribe and save. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. 15% off. Yeah. See, that's a good deal. Such a generational thing. Yeah. yeah I go to Walmart and look for, <laughs> you pick for, it up when yeah. you need it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will say that deodorant stays in my closet for like a year before I go through it all. Oh. What? Her subscribe and save. Like my, because oh. they send you like what, 18 in one yeah. thing? Like it's like a, you know, yeah. like a Sam's I don't know Club how much pack. save is subscribe and save. It's like subscribe yeah. and hoard. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that probably is it. <laughs> well, Lauren is ready for the apocalypse and she'll yeah. be covered. <laughs> Come to me. I have your We're aluminum. We're raiding your house for deodorant. <laughs> she'll be deriving the aluminum in the apocalypse from her deodorant to like live <laughs> somehow. <laughs> no. Well, hopefully you learned something new about yourself, your body, your hyperhidrosis, your aluminum and deodorant all that good stuff so yeah try applying it at night and if you're going through the switch of trying aluminum free you have to give it the full month or don't and give d- up don't do it around me if you're doing the month don't do it yeah. around us <laughs> okay, do it in the winter steer clear from Vienna yeah. this winter yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us we love this conversation and again please come back for the next two episodes we are so excited about the conversations to come and the resources to come so we can't wait to get into that with you guys and we'll see you on the next one Hey sisters, thank y'all so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, 
or brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. Then come on back and hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women.